Support for Innovation Hub comes from the Graken Center for Addiction at Boston Medical Center, making long-term recovery a reality for patients like Cassie, who now supports others struggling with the disease. You can see Cassie's story and learn more at bmcaddiction.org. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. Let's say I told you about an American city that was doing great, where people were making plenty of money, lots more money than they used to, um, and in some ways it was a model of prosperity. And you said, you know, well, that might be true on average, but in my experience, lots of people in this particular city are hurting. Now, we both could be right because there are different ways of thinking mathematically about what's average or what's typical. Mathematician Eugenia Chang has written about your favorite terms from junior high math, mean and median. She's a columnist at the Wall Street Journal and the author of Beyond Infinity. She joins us here from time to time to talk about how math relates to our everyday lives. Eugenia, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So we hear about means and medians all the time, um, especially when you're talking about like income in a certain area or the cost of a house. Can you just remind us uh, what mean and median are? The way we find the mean is that we add all the numbers up and we divide it by the total number of people there are or the total number of things that there are. And this is, it kind of is the most memorable one, perhaps, but it doesn't really tell us anything particularly. Whereas the median is where we say half of the people have less than this amount and half of the people have more than this amount. So it's also known as the 50th percentile, the Hmm. place where half of the things are below it and half of the things are above it. So although this is a kind of less popular kind of average to use, it tells us something much more specific that I think is more relevant often. It's interesting that you think median is is often a better metric because I think that mean, which is average, which is the term I think we all use and think about, that's what we used all throughout school, right? I have an 85 average in this class. I have a 92 average in this class. Like, what's your like? What's your average score? You know, that kind of thing. And so that's right. what we're used to. But you're saying not necessarily the best thing uh, to measure things by. Well, it's difficult to say what it actually tells us, whereas the median really tells us something. Your median score would say half of your grades were below this and half of your grades were above this. Mm. And the thing about the mean and the median is that the time when they are really quite similar is when the distribution of the numbers is like a normal distribution. So like a normal bell curve that goes up in the middle and slopes off towards both sides in a symmetrical way. So if the distribution of numbers is like that, then it doesn't make any difference. The mean and the median will be about the same. But some distributions are really skewed towards one side. And in that case, the mean and the median are really different. So let's take an example that I think is used all the time that people really want to know about. Like, what's the average house price in this city? If I wanted to move to Chicago, where you are, um, like, what's the average house price in Chicago? Good question to ask. Yeah, great question to ask. So if we wanted to look at the mean house price, we would have to add up all the house prices and then divide it by the total number of houses. But what's that actually telling us? It kind of doesn't tell us anything. And it can be really skewed by several ridiculously expensive, huge places right in the middle Mm. of downtown. Mm. And that's not a very uh, helpful metric necessarily. Whereas if we say half of the houses cost less than this and half of the houses cost more than this, it does actually tell us something that we can get our hands on. Even with median, which you like because it's right in the middle and it kind of weeds out the, you know, your Bill Gates's and and so on. Um, 
are there times when we're looking at, you know, government statistics or, you know, large uh, surveys that have been done of data where we're looking at the median and we think, well, this is pretty good because this is right smack in the middle. It really should tell us a lot. What should we be, I don't know, on the lookout for or even skeptical of when we think about median? Well, whenever a a set of results is summed up by one number. We're always losing information. So we should always be aware of what information we've lost. So with the median, what we've lost is exactly how much everyone does have who are above and below that. So for example, if you look at a median income, you could then give everybody who's richer than that tons more money and the median wouldn't change because the number of people earning more than, say, $20,000 would still be the same. Even mm -hmm. if you gave all the rich people another million dollars, the median would, would not detect that. Right. So that is something that the median can't detect. Hmm. Do you feel like you see studies uh, where people take advantage of our confusion about how to understand what's really average or what's really going on with a group of people? Definitely. Unfortunately, everyone has heard that adage that there's lies, damn lies and statistics. And the thing is, statistics tell us exactly what the statistics tell us. And so you can always pick a statistic or you can manipulate your data to, to produce a result that will mask the thing that you've just manipulated, mm -hmm. like I just did by giving all the rich people a million dollars. And if we who are reading these statistics don't fully understand what the statistics are telling us, then we are opening ourselves up to being manipulated in that way. So, for example, if you're, you know that the mean is going to be published, then you can make sure that the mean cost of something, say, ticket prices, you can make sure the mean goes down, even though most of your ticket prices has gone up. Hmm. It also makes me think about how people have talked so much about income inequality, right? And in general, income for people, Americans in the middle, has not shifted that much over the past few decades. But in the top 1%, it's gone up a lot. And in the top 0.1%, it's gone up really, really a lot. And so, you know, if you don't pay attention to that, even though it's a small number of people, you're kind of missing, I don't know, a, a real piece of the action that, that you might want to know about, whether it comes to taxes right. or whatever it is. Right. And so maybe we found a case where the median isn't very good because the median won't detect if the top 1% has become phenomenally even richer than they were before. I think that the moral of this is that, as I said earlier, one number is never going to sum up an entire situation. And when we're thinking about income inequality, there are other measures that can detect things a little better, such as the one that looks at the top 10th percentile, so how much the top 10% of people are earning, compared with how much the lowest 10% are earning, or 20%, or pick two points, one at the top and one near the bottom, and then you take a ratio of the income of the top people to the income of the lower people, and that gives us a much better idea of income inequality. Because, of course, a mean or a median, any kind of average, just tries to pick one point somewhere in the middle. And if we're trying to compare the richer people with the less rich people, then we can't do that with just one number in the middle. Eugenia Chang is a scientist in residence at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and she's also author of the forthcoming book, Thinking Better, The Art of Logic in an Illogical World. Eugenia, thanks so much. Thank you. Talk 
get nervous before a flight, Eugenia Chang might be able to help. I spoke with her recently about her fear of flying and why even though the stats are on our side, we still get sweaty palms before takeoff. You can find our conversation at our website, innovationhub.org. 